The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, June 20th. In today's news, the United States withdraws from the UN Human Rights Council. Michael Cohen wants Trump to pay his legal bills. And eating out may soon become even more expensive in Washington, D.C. But first, the big idea. The political fallout of Trump splitting up immigrant families continues to cascade. President Trump implored anxious House Republicans to fix the nation's immigration system, but did not offer a clear path forward amid the growing uproar over his administration's decision to separate migrant families at the border. While huddling with GOP lawmakers at the Capitol on Tuesday night, Trump stopped short of giving a full-throated endorsement to immigration legislation that's meant to unite the moderate and conservative wings of the House Republican Conference. Trump has repeatedly defended his immigration crackdown, But images of young children housed in metal cages have set off a nationwide outcry that has reached the White House. Trump described for the Republicans how his daughter Ivanka, who is working as a senior White House advisor, told him that these images are terrible and asked if there's anything he can do to stop it. According to multiple GOP lawmakers who attended the session, the president's reaction to his daughter's remarks was to call it a tough issue and then push Congress to act. Despite the president's visit, there's no guarantee that the Republican-controlled Congress will pass any legislation, let alone a bill to stop family separations. Trump and top administration officials are unwilling, for the moment at least, to unilaterally reverse their own policy. The issue has roiled Republicans in the Senate, where lawmakers are drafting narrow legislation to address the issue. GOP senators are coalescing around a framework that would allow families to be detained together and would rework the docket of immigration cases so that families are sent to the front of the line ahead of single migrants who are waiting for a court hearing. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he hopes the Senate can pass such a bill by the end of this week, although that timeline appears optimistic. Meanwhile, the political backlash continues. At least eight governors, including Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, a Republican, and Virginia Governor Ralph Northam, a Democrat, are pulling their National Guard troops from the border to protest the separation policy. And let's not lose sight of the human toll of the policy down at the border. Babies and young children separated from their parents at the border are being housed in tender age shelters in South Texas. Lawyers and medical providers who have visited the Rio Grande Valley facilities describe playrooms of crying preschool-aged children in crisis. The centers have been rapidly repurposed to serve the needs of children, including some under five, and some who are so young that they don't even know their parents' names. Another facility for immigrant children is in the works for Houston as the number of family separations continues to surge. And there are literally dozens of new stories this morning about individuals who are being hurt by the policy. Mexican officials say that a 10-year-old with Down syndrome was taken from her mother after an illegal border crossing and sent to a Texas shelter even though her father is a legal U.S. resident who lives just an hour away. And a Honduran woman named Anna Rivera has not seen her five-year-old son, Jairo, in over a month. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. 
Number one, the United States withdrew from the United Nations' Human Rights Council on Tuesday. The move was a protest of what the Trump administration perceives as bias against Israel, as well as the council's willingness to grant membership to known human rights abusers like Congo and Venezuela. Notably, though, the decision also comes just one day after the U.N. human rights chief publicly slammed Trump and his zero-tolerance immigration policy as unconscionable and akin to child abuse. U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says that pulling off the council does not indicate a retreat from America's human rights commitment. But the move does undeniably represent another retreat by the Trump administration from international groups and agreements whose policies it deems out of sync with American interests. From the Paris Climate Accord to the Iranian nuclear deal, what Trump called America first increasingly seems like America alone. Number two, longtime Trump lawyer and consigliere Michael Cohen has hired a new attorney to represent him in the far-reaching federal investigation into his business dealings. Cohen has told associates that he wants the president to foot the costs of his legal bills, which he says are bankrupting him. Cohen is frustrated with the president and angry that he hasn't offered to pay the bills already. He says he feels Trump owes him this after years of loyalty. This is coming against the backdrop of reports that Cohen might be poised to cooperate with federal prosecutors and flip against Trump. Cohen's new lawyer is Guy Petrillo from New York, who served as chief of the criminal division for the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office a decade ago. Cohen has been searching for a lawyer with connections to that office because they're the ones who are spearheading the probe into his business dealings. Number three, D.C. voters approved a controversial ballot initiative intended to raise wages for restaurant workers that could have unintended and negative consequences for the local dining scene. Initiative 77 was the biggest surprise in a low-turnout primary election on Tuesday in which every incumbent on the ballot prevailed, including the sitting mayor, Muriel Bowser. The initiative phases out the tipped wage that allows D.C. employers to pay restaurant workers as little as $3.33 an hour, but then count tips toward their minimum wage. The measure that passed Tuesday would gradually increase the minimum wage for tipped workers to $15 by 2025. Interestingly, though, most restaurant workers mobilized against this measure, saying that a higher base wage could threaten their livelihood and they fear they'll now get fewer tips. Restaurants in D.C. are required to offset if you don't get enough tips to reach the $15 minimum wage. Restaurant owners who bankrolled the opposition campaign say the tipped wage system helps them stay open in an industry where profit margins are slim. They warn that this initiative will lead to higher prices, layoffs, and shuttered businesses. They're planning to push the D.C. City Council to invalidate the results of the referendum. But the initiative's success is part of a nationwide trend against the tipped wage system. The results on Tuesday will likely provide momentum to a one-fair-wage campaign that is seeking to eliminate the restaurant industry's exemption from minimum wage laws in several other states later this year. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, June 20th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.